Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Acceleration of Success podcast series, Chairman Edition. So, um, so grateful. I just want to say I'm so grateful for the listeners that I've had on so far. It obviously means so much from the feedback that I've had. And for any new listeners, hello. Um, this is going to be a good ride for you. A, a lot of value is going to be dropped, so please make sure you have your notepads and pens ready. Very, very excited for this episode. Um, but before we get cracking, we're just going to do a little bit of an introduction um, about the podcast for those who don't know what the podcast is based around. So the podcast is based around the acceleration of success chart. And these, um, we'll go into that principle a little bit later what the acceleration of success chart means but these will these podcast episodes will be interviews with the most successful people um in the organization um successful people in general they've been through the highs they've been through the lows um and who the chairmen and who the chairmen are within the business and yeah just for them to drop their value and drop their experiences for anyone who needs to hear it building a business or building in any sort of way towards success in life in general now the purpose of this of this podcast is to give people value um, who need inspiration and to sort of give people a little bit of an insight into the opportunity that we have um, um, so gratefully embarked on ourselves and who are in contact, have the privilege of being in contact with and helping us on our journeys. So um, before we get into the meaning of the acceleration of success, I just want to touch on IM and what IM Academy and what our goal is and who our very special guests will be today. So we actually, as an academy, um, we're made up of um, leaders and we actually help and guide people um, to on their journeys to financial freedom we help create generational wealth within families and the main goal of ours is to impact lives and just like make people not have any financial worries and make sure that they have various additional sources of income for themselves so now we have a very 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 big and special guest today i'm so excited for this one um now the first time i heard this man speak i was completely blown away um i instantly knew that i needed to get an episode with him and pick his brains about his success levels and how what helped him on his journey and um to just I, the value that he dropped when i first heard him speak it was just amazing and i just needed to share it with the listeners on this podcast now he's a def- definition of a servant leader and he transfer transforms those who need to discover their purpose as well as helping people make a lot of money in the process um he's chairman 25 within the business which means he's impacted over 1250 people's lives and probably a lot more along his way um he lives to serve like all of the top earners in the business and he's so so inspiring i'm so grateful to have him on today um a man who's his caliber and he's still so so humble as well um so luke luke Comina, are you there Yes, I'm here, Leanne. How oh, are you? Amazing, amazing, amazing. So please, <laughs> please, can you just quickly um, introduce yourself to our to our listeners? Give us a brief background of your business, your organisation, what being a Chairman 25 means, and um, some background on you as a su- su- successful individual, and then we'll get on to the Q&A, if you don't mind, please, sir. Thank you so much. Well, I'm hailing from sunny Caribbean, Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, the land of what we call the steel pan on national instrument. And um, it's so exciting to be on here with you. Um, You know, we just really were able to connect um, not too long ago, but, you know, it doesn't take long to know when you meet someone of purpose. And I think great things are going to come from this platform and all that you have to offer. So congratulations in advance of what you're about to really do, not just to this company, but really to the industry. Uh, my background is pretty simple. You know, I grew up, uh, started just like everybody, naked and upside down. <laughs> and, um, my parents, my father's a teacher, and uh, my mother, just like an office assistant at the time. I always remember my first house being a, a one-room house. Uh, the, the walls were made of the materials that you use for the roof, what we'll call zinc or galvanized. And, and the, the roof, it was, you know, roofing material. The floor was not paved as yet. There was no wood flooring or oh, wow. tiles or none of that stuff. It was just, it's basically that you're inside, but you feel like you're outside. And my dad, as he got money, he would, you know, add to the house and all of that. So we didn't know really that we, you know, I wouldn't say that I grew up poor until I got <laughs> invited to a friend's birthday party. And I went to his house, and when I saw his house and I came back to my house, I said, oops, there's a big difference here. You know, his father was a doctor. I saw nice paintings on the wall. All the furniture matched. They were nice leather furniture. 
The yard was well manicured. His dogs looked rich. The garage was filled with two cars. They had a garage. You know, when I saw all of that and came back to my house, I said, well, I guess money does make a difference in your life. And yeah. so, <laughs> so I, that really just inspired. My whole story is about really, you know, discovering five major things in your life that really changes the rest of your life, regardless of what you put your hands to, whether it's network marketing, whatever. I really do believe success must be measured and defined in the right way. Otherwise, that the way you approach it, you will always think that you're not su successful um, if you don't hit certain things that society yeah. has basically presented to us and says, this is what success looks like. And I've seen yeah. a lot of people get to the top of the ladder only to realize it's leaning against the wrong building. So I think the definition, because however you define a thing is how you will practice it. And when I discovered these five things, really, I based my entire life around it. That's really the story of my life. And the first thing is to establish the source of life. You know, at your roughest times and, and all that you will go through, you know, what is the, who is the source of life? Where do you come from? Yeah. And that really gives you a measure of your worth. Because without self-confidence and without worth, you can forget every goal that you would ever uh, attempt to pursue because you need to feel a sense of worthiness. There is value and worth that comes from a higher source and it's yeah. not coming from beneath. After you have established that, it's who you are. Once I figured out who I was, identity, and it was not about the opinions of men becoming my reality, but rather that my worth really comes from my source. Once I established who my source was, I found out my worth and my identity. Once I figured out who that person was, I knew there are some things I could do and some things I couldn't do. Mm -hmm. Some people I could hang around, some people I couldn't hang around. Some places I could go, some places I couldn't go. Why? Because I discovered who I was. Then hmm. I discovered why I was here, my purpose. Yeah. What am I going to do with this time we call life? And once I discovered that, then I realized where I got meaning and fulfillment from. And then that hinted towards what my power was or what most people call their gifts or their talents. Hmm. If you don't know what that is, you can forget impacting the world because you're going to put a lot of effort into a lot of areas that you were not meant to impact because you're off as far as where am I gifted? Because your gift is what makes room for you. And once yes. I solved that, Leanne, it was where am I going? The destiny. What is the plan for my life? Where am I going with this? And at the end of my life, at my last breath, the goal of my life is to finish. Finish the assignment that mm -hmm. I was sent here to do. So my background is, is simple, you know, but I like to teach the principles that really give people the power to go out and live their best life now. Amazing, amazing, honestly. I think the fact that you have structured that so well, it's so, I've just been taking notes. So, in, um, in, <laughs> just been jotting them down. So, the five major things in life, could you talk us through that in a little bit more? So, your, when did you find step one, which is establishing your source of life? And how did you sort of discover who you are? And then obviously the steps on afterwards, what, what is your, what is your finished goal? What, what is your end result? We'll get into the actual acceleration of success chart, but I just wanted to touch on this. And of course, of course, about you. of course. Well, let, let's talk about it. We all grew up. What, one of the things I know is that we all don't start the same. Somebody's mm -hmm. going to start in the East. Somebody's going to start in the West. It's going to be a completely different experience. Some of our parents had money. Some of our parents didn't have money. Some had fathers, mm -hmm. some didn't have fathers. Some have mothers. So I don't get much of a choice as how I begin. You know, most yeah. people say, you know, when you were born, you would resemble your parents. But when you die, you will resemble your choices. And so the mm -hmm. very truth is, at the very beginning, we don't have the power of choice as to how we begin. So you have to grow up and ask yourself some questions. You're born into something, but you got a question what you were born into so you can learn. And my parents, you know, were pastors, but the truth is they taught me to think. Not just to be yeah. religious and follow what they did. They taught me to think. And I said, you know, the first time I ran into people not liking me and I went to my mother and I said to her, you know, you know, they, they're laughing at this. I had my, my, my front teeth had these big space in it before I did braces and they would laugh. They make jokes and, you know, 
referring to that. She says, you know, Luke, you have to realize that you did not come from us. You came through us. I, I am not, I'm your parent, but I'm not your beginning. I'm not your source because I came from somewhere and the person who birthed me came from somewhere. So if we go all the way back to the beginning, everything that is alive came through life and that power and that life is God. And I'm, I'm willing to have a discussion with anybody because I sat in the room when my both kids were born and I was there holding my wife's hand for the delivery. And I said, how can I question source when I see the process of life? When they come out, they know how to latch. They know how to, to react. They understand sound, their sight, five fingers, ten fingers, ten toes, touch. How do, how do they come out and function like that? I can't question the power of life because it's almost as if it's blatant in front of my eyes. And then when I realized, I said, hold on. In this world, when something is produced out of a place that is manufactured, then the, then the whole worth or the whole value or the design of the thing had been determined by its source. Mm-hmm. You know, if you look at anything, anything coming out of Bentley, anything coming out of Apple, anything coming out of any of the brands that we know, it did not create itself. It was created by a mind. When I started to listen to Dr. Miles Monroe, he started to really make it clear for me that the, the value or the design or the worth of a thing, it, it is stemmed in the mind of its creator. So I had to decide if I was going to believe in God as my creator. And when I made that decision and I started to search, because there are going to come in times in life where nobody else's words are going to inspire you. There's going to come a time in life where nobody else's voice can get you to see the light. There's going to come a time in life where you lay down on a bed and you are sick and nobody else's touch can give you life. And you're going to ask yourself, can I call upon somebody that cannot fail? Can I call upon somebody who has the power to get me out of this situation? Can I call upon somebody that can give me life when all I feel is death? And in those times is when people really want to connect with what I call source because you were made by source. You were designed by source. You were created by source. You were empowered by source. Once I settled with that, everything else unfolded because as I started to study the book, the scripture, the Bible, I realized in one of the verses, it said to one of the young men, he says, I knew you before you were born in your mother's womb. And that blew my mind, Leah. And I said, how could you be known when you are not formed? That means your beginning was not in the belly. You began before you were formed. And when I got that whole principle, I said, hold on. The same source that created heaven and earth, the same source that created the land and the seas, the same source that created every amazing thing, that I see in this world is the same source that created me. That's when I tuck my head up, I put my shoulders back, and I realized I was made by the greatest ever to exist in the galaxies. And I came out of that source. And that made me feel so good. That made me feel so valuable. That made me feel so worthy. That made me feel so loved. That made me feel so... So I started to walk differently because now I felt I belonged to the greatest. I was a masterpiece of the greatest. I was made by the greatest. Anything that I see in the world that makes me wonder, wow, that's who I am. The problem is, we wait for others to recognize that before we believe that about ourselves. So if we're not applauded, we don't feel worthy. If we're not liked and followed, we don't feel worthy. But when I went back to my source, that's when I realized that without the acceptance of man, the applause of man, the follows or the likes of man, before I was born, I was celebrated. I was seen as favorable. I was seen as great. I was seen as amazing. And I believed my source. And when I started to believe my source, Leanne, it changed everything about my life.
It changed everything about my life. People started to like me without me changing anything about me physically. It was how I thought about myself that changed. Mm. So then I accepted my identity. It, it was a natural, organic flow because my identity from my sources, you are the head and not the tail. So I stopped accepting anything at the bottom. Because I said, if my source says I am the head and not the tail, stop trying to just be average. Yeah, come yeah. on. Because by definition, in the manual, your source says you are the head. So start acting like you are the head. Start yeah. studying in school like you're the head. Start speaking up like you're the head. Start walking into a room like you're in the head. Start accepting and believing what the source said yeah. about you. It changed mm-hmm. everything for me. So I accepted the identity from the source. And I believe this third one, Leanne, is probably the greatest pursuit or journey anyone can go on. And that's the pursuit of purpose. Yeah. Uh, I, I don't know how else to tell you. Uh, you know, this world is driven by what I may call you know, accomplishments. We respect people who accomplish a lot. If I didn't have results, probably I won't be on this view, on on this interview, but I'll tell you this. The greatest search you can ever go on is finding out why on earth are you here? There are so many people, if if you were to see me right now, you have Mother Teresa back behind me, Mahatma Gandhi behind me, Martin Luther King behind me, uh, Nelson Mandela behind me, the Obamas behind me, their pictures, world leaders behind me. <laughs> Whenever I enter my room, the first person, first people I, I talk to when I entered my office is them. All of them I have pictures with their eyes looking on me. And when I, when I encounter them, the only thing that I see is that these are the lives that were willing to die for a reason. And that's what MLK Jr. said. If a man does not discover why he would die, then that life is not worth living. Wow. And and that was, that is what really changed my life. Once I knew why I was here, Leanne, Mm. it made sense of what I was supposed to do for the day. It made sense of who I'm supposed to hang around. It made sense about what am I supposed to study. It made sense about what, who to marry, who to hang around, what to pursue. My goals started to make sense because I now know why I am here. The big source gave me an identity and gave me a purpose because the big source has something it's trying to accomplish in the earth. And the only way it can get accomplished is if the source created somebody like me and gave me a purpose with a gifting and a destiny to go fulfill that assignment or that work in the earth. So I realized I was important to my source. My source did not just bring me about because my parents wanted a son or wanted a child. I realized my life was planned by my source. He has plans for me. My life was designed by my source. He needed me to have certain giftings because of my purpose and because of my assignment. And so this whole thing has been set up from the very beginning for you to win. And once I got the purpose down, which is the why of your life, why am I here? That's what makes you feel a sense of meaning. That's when I now decided to go develop my gifts. In in school, Leanne, they used to say, Luke, you're, you're a good student, but you talk too much. (laughs) <laughs> Look, you have no. It's a good skill to have. That's why you are so successful. Like now, like a lot of a lot of people of your caliber and your success have that vision of finding purpose, <laughs> and then and then the, and then the, the the high income comes in. It just comes in naturally. You don't you don't chase the money. You you chase your exactly. purpose, and 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 that's when the success comes in. But Leah, I, I use my gift to clown around. To, to, to tell the truth, in high school, I would be the person, you won't believe this, I used to convince teachers to not teach the class. And, and <laughs> I would, I, I would well. be successful in the negotiation. So for example, I would have yeah. some of my teachers, some of the women, they came in to teach the class and I would say, I would say, Miss, you brought all those books from the staff room to this class walking by yourself 
and I went to a Catholic school, all boys school, right? And she would say, <laughs> yes, Luke, what's the problem? I said, miss, you can't expect us as young men to grow into gentlemen. And we let you carry the burden of all these textbooks from the staff meeting to this room. I believe you should never, ever carry books. And miss, on that note, by the way, I realize that you don't have special parking in this school as a teacher. <laughs> and look, listen, so Leanne, smooth. I'm going from topic to topic. And then she'll say, she'll say, <laughs> Luke, you know, as a matter of fact, I want to talk to you, young man, because I have some concerns about it. Say, miss, talk to us because we don't want to be the same. We, we, we want to be the best young men under your leadership. Talk to us because there's some things that I know I need to change. And look, the class is done. And I would literally have students paying me after class. Luke, thanks a lot, man. I really couldn't do ad math today. Luke, thanks a lot, man. <laughs> Only after I told my teacher what I would do, she almost, I was behind a desk. She, she came to a church and she said, Luke, what are you doing in this church? I said, I'm one of the ministers. She, Leah, she almost ran out. She said, you? A minister? I can't. <laughs> they put the devil. They put the devil as a priest. She said, Luke, I cannot believe your life has transformed and changed like that. But you see, I didn't know how to use the gift because I hadn't discovered yeah, a purpose. It so it's just like a tool yeah. that has power without purpose. It can mm. cause destruction. It can get away and, and hurt yeah. people. It can injure people. Once I found out the purpose, then I understood why he gave me the gift. And that's Amazing. why I took Amazing. the path of discovery of the gift, development of the gift, and then deployment yeah. of the gift. You got to take time to develop. You got to take time to know how to use it, why you were given to it, how to protect it, how to be consistent with it, how to not destroy the power of the gift by poor character. I had to develop and then learn where to use the gift so it will accomplish my destiny. Okay. It's a natural flow. I think for the rest of my life, this is what I'm going to teach. Because what, mm -hmm. I, what I went through, I know many people are on that journey. I don't know where the listeners are on this, but that's the journey I have been on. And I would be satisfied till my last breath teaching people how to go through these five pillars to live the very best mm. life that they can live. Yeah. So definitely. So that's amazing. Sorry, I'm just I'm just <laughs> writing notes because I can't multitask. But the three the three words they discover, develop and de yeah. and deploy. And I hope everyone jotted that down because I definitely did. So if you apply if you sort of apply that to would you say apply that to ev everything in, in life? So if you maybe discover a new skill, you would develop of that course. and enjoy it? Of course. It's, it's, it's a natural progression. Let's think of the life of, let's think of the life of a baby. You're first, you're first born into what we call dependence. And um, mm -hmm. Stephen Covey wrote about this in Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. You move from dependence to independence and then from independence mm -hmm. to interdependence. It's almost like the same thing. When, you're, when you discover your gift, you can't use it effectively if you don't know what it is. So a baby mm -hmm. really does not bring more value than obviously all the new nice smiles and you gotta change this child. This child is not really, I mean, we, we think of the blessing of a child, but really that child is not gonna contribute to that home in one sense until it grows past dependency into interdependency. We're growing up a life. We're making, we're, we're causing this child mm. to mature. So in the early part of, of not knowing, you have to come into awareness. Where am I gifted? Can I tell you this? I've met 40 mm. year olds and 50 year olds who have gone, done degrees, pursued their jobs, worked, you know, traveled the world, retire. And still I can tell you they have worked in areas that has nothing to do with what they were gifted with. And I'll tell you why. Mm. Your gift has not been given to you for you. That's how you know the difference. Yeah. Gifts yeah. are to be given away. So if all your yeah. life, the pursuit is to attain things to, to benefit yourself, 
you have not gotten into your giftedness because the discovery of the gift is something that you develop to be given away. It will always lead to mm -hmm. impact the lives of others. So when most people have studied degrees, most of those degrees has been to acquire knowledge so that you can be now uh, uh, equipped for a job for you to now go learn uh, how to work, do this job, get paid, and that benefits you. But you have to get to the place yeah. where it's he meant it for it to flow through you. He said to Abraham, I'll bless you, but through you shall nations be blessed. So, so you have to get to the place with what did God give to me that he wants me to gift to others, right? What did God give right. to me that he wants me to gift to others? That's where you got to go. And that development now will include mentors, education, yep. experiences, yeah. communities, different types of association. Wow. The development period is not to be rushed. Um, I've seen a lot of people mm -hmm. try to go from discovery to deployment and they want to skip development yeah. and development is for the character building of the gifted because the gift will take you to the top but it's the character that will keep you there and she has so many people rush to deploy why because they realize that the gift can get you paid and they get so lured into making the money that they don't take time to develop and what takes all the money away the lack of development because it's not that you were not gifted, it's that your character could not protect your giftedness. And that's where you have moral failure. That's where you have people who have made the money and the more money they got, it gave them access to things that they probably should not have accessed. And those are the things that take them mm -hmm. out. So the development period is very critical for the sustainability of the effectiveness of your gift. Don't rush that. It's not meant to be overnight. But one night, you will be released to start giving to the world what they fully deserve. Amazing. And I think on, basically, it's, yes. not, it's not about you. Yeah. If you're given a gift, it's not about you. If you feel like you have a gift and you have a skill, it's not, yeah, it's not about you. It's not to feed your ego. It's to, to give to other people, which is very, very true. And we have all those things to sort of within the platform, I think, to help you sort of discover your gift. We have a community, we have mentors, we have educators, education. And essentially, once you have developed all those things, you do start earning money. So it's sort of applied to our platform as well as in life in general. So we have we have a, a very a very good platform in order to do that. Um so Yes, loads of knowledge there. I've literally written about one or two, three pages of notes, and I hope the listeners are sort of <laughs> gathering value where they can apply in, in aspects of life as well, because it's definitely, definitely a structure. And Leon, as we're speaking, look how powerful, how look how powerful this is, right? As we're speaking, not that I'm not paying attention, but I've won three trades since we're yeah. speaking on HFS, which, re which really means, <laughs> I'll tell go. you this, it's, it's, it's four stages that you really go through when you think about your growth. You go from what I call yeah. unconscious incompetence. That's where you don't know that you don't know. Right. Then you yeah. get to conscious incompetence. Now I know that I don't know. That's one of the biggest steps in life. Because when I, when I encounter a lot of people with an opportunity, my goal is not to sell. It's always to educate. Because I realize so many mm. people are fearful of freedom. You say, well, Luke, why would, be pe why would people mm. be fearful of freedom? It happens when you spend too much time in bondage. And what do I mean by that? It means mm. I have always known it this way, Luke. And what you are sharing with me is so different that I don't have the trust in me at this age and stage to try something new. Why? I've found a way to design my life around the burdens and what am i in burdens most people don't know all year they work and never profit why mm -hmm. do i say they never profit because yeah. Leanne, how many people have we met 
that work for 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 pound a month, their lifestyle is the same 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 pound a month. They get to save, get yep. minimum interest per year, less than 2% in the next yep. 12 months. And basically they're living month to month for 12 months. They are making wages. Crazy. They have never made a day of profit. But now you show them a way that they can profit in a day more than they have worked for a year. What does happen? They don't trust it. Why? Because they've yeah. been in the system of just living so long that abundance cannot be yeah. trusted. What do you mean I can make what yeah. I work for in a week? That's not real. Why? Because I've been in the world working with employees who know how to put in eight hours, nine hours a day. And at the end of a week of 40 hours, you put two weeks together, you get paid for the 80 hours. You put another two weeks together, you get paid for the 80 hours. That's how the majority does it. But I want to say this. Does the majority have the results that you want? No. It's the minority. And the moment you step outside of what you have always been aware of, which is the third level, now that I know I'm incompetent, yeah. I now need to get into known or aware competence. Now I know what to do. I joined something that can teach wow. me. I joined something that can give me a skill. I joined something that I can develop over time where it gives me my power back. But now you go into the last step, which is unconscious competence, which means I don't even feel like I'm thinking about it, but I'm doing the things to make me win. While we were talking, I saw price get in a, in a downtrend, USD, JPY. I saw price get to these ceilings. I already had them marked out. The alarms went. I just clicked the button and three trades as we're talking. I'm up right now 5.3% for the day. Why? Because I took time to discover the skill, develop the skill, and now yeah. I can deploy this skill. While I'm doing a podcast, I'm making money. It's just, it, honestly, when, when, you, when you talk about it, it we have this sort of view that when things are too good to be true, they're too good to be true. But it's so hard to put across that this this is not the case. And it's so within reach to anyone. Um, sorry, I just want to touch on quickly for anyone that doesn't know what HFX is. We It's actually money in minutes. Um, and it's a high frequency trading. And it's something that's very, very popular within within the platform. And the people are like making quite a lot of money onto it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's whenever we sort of explain it to people... Um, and try and give them the knowledge based on it it just doesn't comprehend as you say because we've been in this system where things like that just mm -hmm. they just that's too good yeah. like that can't be that can't happen but um we we do we have a platform that does we does provide that so that's a good thing about it so i want to i want to touch yeah. on the acceleration of success chart um and, and, and pick your brains and drop the value if you don't mind um so the acceleration success chart. I actually learned this from um, a call Matt Rosa did, and who is chairman seven fifty within the business and has impacted over thirty thousand people's lives. Um, he touched. There's like diff there's actually different levels to success, and I'm sure Luke would agree as well. Is that and you have different stages of it. So the first um, stage is called uninformed optimism, and that's when you first jump onto your entrepreneurial journey, any journey to success, and you're excited. You have you, but you have sort of lack of knowledge, but but you've got your ignorance set on fire, like you're buzzing to go, like you're raring to go. You want to absorb all of the knowledge that you can, and then you get into a stage called the informed pessimist stage and you realize cool this mm -hmm. is actually a bit of a hard work like or you think it's actually not this is you don't get rich quick like and you think oh god like and you have a bit of self-doubt and you get something called shot like a shiny object syndrome you sort of looking at other things to think oh could i do this is this better and then you fall into something called a valley of despair and this is where you experience l's we mm -hmm. say and experience losses and lows and lots of downfalls and what it does, it goes round in a cycle. So what would happen is you find something new and you think, oh, you get all excited again and you fall back in the uninformed optimism and um, you sort of, and then you realise, okay, maybe this is not 
the right thing and then you get into uninformed pessimist and you realise it, maybe it's not working and it does take a lot of hard work yourself that and then you fall back into the value of despair so it goes around in a cycle and the way to break the cycle is to actually realise why you were in a value of despair so sort of figuring out your purpose and figuring out why the reason is the, what your skill is and basing it on what, what Luke had previously said if you're, if you're um, circling it in and once once you do enter and you figure out why you're using the value of despair and you've put out of it um you fall in you fall into an informed optimism stage and this is where success starts to pour in everything starts to fall into place um and everything's going your way you're building your business you're, you're making money you're you're impacting people's lives or you're you'll do you get your trading account is is popping off and it's just a very very good stage but this is a dangerous place as well because you don't know the real reason why you was in the valley of despair or or discovered your purpose and you could fall back into that cycle now um, yeah i hope that was a good explanation i hope people understood that very well good good okay good so um i just want to ask you a couple of questions based on that so Tell us when you first started your entrepreneurial journey um, or your journey to success. Um, tell us how you felt between the, the transition between uninformed optimism, so to being excited, jumping on the entrepreneurial journey, to informed pessimist and sort of realizing, okay, uh, this is a lot of hard work. Uh, maybe I don't know if I can do this. What? How did you sort of fight the self doubt in that transition? And what did you do um, between that transition? Right. And how did you so feel? you see now going back to what I shared before. My, we, we, we all don't have the same beginning. Mm. We all don't have the same start, just like in life. Yeah. So I had a background in sports. And I, I did national sports, national oh, okay. cricket for Trinidad and Tobago. Uh, before I went to go for the regional, which is the West Indies, I went to start studying in the U.S. and I never continued. So before I came into business, I would say that I had a developed mind around competition around achievement around oh. training i played soccer i ran track nationally so anybody who has ever been in sports um working discipline setting goals talking to yourself all of those things are pretty much the a part of anyone who's been Perfect. Sorry about that. Lost connection. Um, no problem. No problem. So if yeah, if you want to go back to where you're going to right. So we're gonna jump right back in. So yeah. because of a background of sports, competition, mm -hmm. discipline, talking to yourself, you know, I go back to the principle. It says whatsoever you put your hands to, it will prosper. The book never got specific on whatsoever. Why? Because it is more paying attention to who is behind the hands that put towards whatsoever. Mm. So really the book really wants you to get more concentrated as focus on becoming the person that whatsoever you put your hands to it will prosper. You want to become a person in life that whatever you involved in will succeed or become excellent. Why? Because of the type of person you become. So I already had these principles what happens in the business is that most people had not learned these principles before. Mm. So the cycle that they go through, that the time that they take to win is really the time that they're taking to develop these inequalities, develop the way to think, develop the way to not quit, develop the disciplines that they probably could have developed outside of the business, but now they're forced to develop them within the business and that's why the difference between all of us is just really time. It's not talent. It's time. You are already yeah. a chairman, a chairwoman. It's just time. It's just yeah. taking time for you to come to the place where all the skills work together. This, anybody who's doing anything, if you think about it, yeah. is, is, is a combination of mindset and skill set. Those are yeah. the two sets. Mindset, skill set. If you hold back on the mindset, you do the skill work, you'll get to a certain place 
where you have success, but then the challenges are going to challenge you. And because you haven't done the work on the mindset, you're going to go all the way back. Yeah. If you've done the work on the mindset, but you're not doing the work on the skill set, you'll be strong, but not experiencing the results you should because Mm -hmm. you're unable to efficiently put in the type of work that you need to put in to do it. So you've got to do both mindset and skill set work. Yeah. So when I came in, I, the difficulties of this industry network marketing, they were there, but I had, I had already learned this one, the power of a mentor. Yeah. So when most people came in, they don't know how to get in touch with somebody who has information. I had already learned that skill. I know how to get into a room. Listen, I know how to get into a stadium. I've gotten to the Miami heat changing room as a, Mm. as a, as a, as a, as a regular citizen who went to came, I've talked my way into change rooms of NBA teams on a bet. I remember they yeah. bet me. They said, Luke, I bet you, you cannot get into the Miami Heat's changing room. I said, <laughs> you, I can't? Wow. Say, I can't? Okay, good. I started with a girl who was a cheerleader on the court. I had known her. She was from Trinidad. I talked to her. She called me down. I said, I wanted to get one of those things. I went from her to her friend who was in security. I got to him. I said, this is all I want to do. I really want to do this. This is for my sister. It's her birthday. I know I'm not supposed to be in the back there. Can can you get me to this door? I got to the next door. I had another security. I said, your friend just told me, take care of you, whatever. I talked my way into the changing room. (laughs) Right? It was a bet. Took the picture, came back out. My friend said, Luke, I don't believe it. You're the only person I know can talk yourself into stuff and out of stuff. So you're talking about me coming in to this business. I knew how to get in touch with the person who had the information. I already had that skill. Mm. The very first meeting I went to, I understood the law of honor gives you access. So I went forth boldly to honor the person who was in front of the room. And guess what it did? It gave me access. So a lot of people take a long time to get to the right information because they don't have the skill. Or, watch this, the humility. Mm. Humility will get in the way of a paycheck. You're going to either have a big bank account and a small ego or a big ego and a small bank account. You have to humble yourself to sit at the feet of those who have already created results. So the pullbacks that I would get in this business, I got to be honest, and I don't want to come across as if I don't have any trials in the business. Mm. The bigger trials I have in this is more in my life, not so much in my business. Mm. It's the things that you don't see coming. People leaving my business, I've been in this industry long enough to know that people will come, people will go. Those things don't bother me anymore. Um, loyalty will bother me. How, how do you defend against that? How do you defend against pouring your life into yeah. somebody who you call family, people who you give passwords to your account, people who have who 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 you would allow to sleep in your house? Now they leave, you question yourself. Mm. That's when that's when it's going to test the spiritual side of success, not just the mindset. It's going to test the third category, which is the spiritual side of success, which means forgive. Yeah. Don't hold on forgiveness, which means love them regardless, which means still celebrate them wherever they go. Trust me, those are small things, but they have big impact. If you don't have the spiritual side of success, now, these are the things that really would probably sometimes rock your boat and even topple your boat over. And that's a, con- that's a continual work that you have to do. So mm-hmm. my sports background helped me. My spiritual background helped me because I'm coming into this also as a person who's helped so many people in the area of spiritual growth because of my mm-hmm. upbringing. And then really the work I had to do was learn the skill sets because I didn't know how to invite the right way. I didn't know how to prospect the right way. I didn't know how to get somebody started the right way. I did not know the skill sets of the industry. So most of my challenges or trials in the beginning, when I realized this is work, was the skill set side of it. Out of prospect, mm. out of well, presenting, I think I had a little bit of that because of my background, how to promote. 
how to build mm. the three laws of building. I didn't know any of those stuff. So now I had to learn that from someone who had the results. And just like any other educational platform, if you're in for the long-term success, you go through what you have to go through because you know what the payout is going to be. You know the benefits at the end. So you just make the decision, you get it done. Okay, amazing, amazing. Um, the thing that you said about humility and the ego, um, <laughs> I think people struggle with the most and to sort of dampen it down and to sort of be um, like underneath someone and follow in their way. Like, why do you think it's so difficult for people to, to do that when it essentially gets them the results that they want? Because submission and humility is not a work of the flesh. It's a work of the spirit. And if your spirit, oh. if your spirit is, is undeveloped and immature, if you try yeah. to submit, it doesn't work because it, it's not effort. It's, it's, mm. it's not something you're trying to lift. It's something you're trying to let go. So it's a work of the spirit man, not the natural man. It is, it is not natural for the flesh to think about others. It is more natural for the flesh to think about itself. If you're in pain, I don't care who it is that's causing the pain, you're going to kick, push, tug, and whatever you have to do so the pain will to make self stop being in pain. And I don't care who it is that's causing the pain. I'm going to lash out on that person. That's how we were created. Mm -hmm. That's how we survive. That's how we, 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 we are able because we actually have a love for ourselves. And that's why God used that same principle to say, love your name. Mm. Very in touch with how we love ourselves. But he wants us to use that as the premise for how we treat others. And humility is, it's, it's a characteristic that really comes from working on the spiritual side of things. And, and I'll tell you this, you have to close your eyes and see people mm. because our sight gets in the way of our love. It makes judgment. Yeah. Our yeah. sight gets in the way of our love. Helen Keller said, that's why one of the most unfortunate things in this world is to have eyes and no vision. And, and I, I, I've seen it all the time. When you see the person, they're not as educated as you. But they, are, mm. but they are above you in the structure. And that's going to be a problem in your thinking. When you see the person, they're not as pretty as you. But they're making more money than you. And that's going to get in the problem of you submitting. When you see the person. So yeah. it's a work on working on your spirit to say, I need to submit to this so that I can go to the next step. And I need to stop holding on to the thoughts that are keeping me from submitting to this person. So I have learned to just work on my heart. I'm about to put out a post today that really talks about your relationship with your mentor. And a lot of people, when they want success, they go after what's in their mentor's head. Mm. The truth is you need to go after what's in your mentor's heart. Yeah. That's, that's the big deal. Yeah. The big deal is mm. that the people who are ahead of you you have to ask yourself, I want to develop their heart. Moving for them like they move for the mentor. Why? Because they're walking with the right information, but they're not, they're not carrying it out with the right heart. Yeah. And that's where you don't get True. the right results. I think even to be in this industry and to sort of guide people, you do have to genuinely want to help people. It's got to of come from course. the heart. Of course. Course. It's not about again. It's not about you. It's not um, obviously when you get when you get a bigger business. At first, you are sort of building on your own. I'd say, but when you get a bigger business, it's not it's not about you. You have to pour into into your, the people that want to develop, which is so true in what you say. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I know you said that you didn't really have a lot of pullbacks within building a business, but I do. I do. I do have the pullbacks. It's almost like Leon. I train my mind to. It's, it's, it's just a place you get to spiritually that you have yeah. accepted all things work together for good. So, yeah. so, okay. so it's, it's almost as where you realize 
forgetting things that lie behind, I press forward to the mark of the high calling. When your lens sees pullbacks as setups, you don't feel the same way about those things. Oh. It's, it's not so much that you got a pullback, it's how you feel. If yeah. you think about it, because if I told so you, yes, because if I told you the pullback precedes the promotion, you would not feel as bad as you do about the pullback. If I told you mm. when you went from P1000, you went back to P150, but 30 days later, I'm telling you this is about to happen. You're going to go from P1000 back down to P150, but 30 days after P150, you're going to shoot right up to P5000. When it happens and the pullback happens, how are you going to feel? You know what? You know, you know, you know, you're not going to feel? You're not going to feel discouraged because you know with confidence and guarantee that I told you you're going to pull back to P150, but 30 days after you're mm. going to pull back to P5, you're going to go up to P5000. You don't feel that way about the pullback because you know what is to come. That's how you got to yeah. train your mind. You got to yeah. train your mind. Just like Jesus said, he said, I set the a joy before me so that I can endure the cross. I set a joy before me so that I can endure the cross. Too many people are building this business out of their memory versus their imagination. You mm. can't change what you've already gone through. You can't change one element of the past, but you could change something in tomorrow by what you do today. So let's spend more mm -hmm. of our time focusing on what we can do in the days ahead versus what we can't change in the days that passed. So do things every day that benefit your future. Of course. Self. I've trained my mind. See, too many people let their feelings. Yeah. They'll blow to and fro. Yeah. Don't go by what you feel. You have to set a goal. Write it down. Write the mission. The goal will create action steps or what you ought to do. I don't care if you feel like it or not. Every day when mm. you get up, whether you felt like it or not, you ate. Why? Because if you don't eat, you don't survive. Make ac mm. actions be an essential step to you surviving or being successful. You bathe, you brush your teeth, mm -hmm. ain't nobody got to call you and remind you of these things. These are things that you have made habits, and these habits have now shaped your life. You've got to make the things necessary for success at the level of habit. Become habitual mm -hmm. in these yeah. activities and success will happen for you habitually. Yeah. Amazing. So, so make these what you would think, not even a chore book, actions that you wouldn't particularly enjoy. Make them a habit. Of course. So it becomes what you say, you, something you don't even think about. You just wake up of and do course. it. Of um, course. Amazing. So that, that sort of led me into my next question because I was going to say, um, when did you fall into the valley of despair and how did you get out of it? And you've just answered it for me, the fact that you view it, you see the end goal. You don't, you don't see the current now um, and you, and you, see the pullback as it's kind of like it's kind of like trading isn't it when you get <laughs> of back, course it, it flies pullback is the like, entry life, life. you gotta make a move yeah exactly. you gotta make a move and then it goes up or down and goes in your direction and then you're of flying course. so if you apply it to life it's, it's the same thing so that that's amazing i've just honestly the notes i've taken you've taken up whole time <laughs> um so what so the stages that i've gone over um, the uninformed optimism, the inf informed pessimism, the value of despair, um, and the informed optimism stage. What stage do you feel like impacted you the most with your journey to success? I would say it's when you have success, you intentionally go back to the first step. So oh. you don't lose the humility to serve those who are there. The truth is, yeah. when, when people see you as having what, you, what they want, for you to grow, you have to find a way to stay hungry even when you're filled. Because yeah. the filling creates a comfort zone. And if you don't yeah. grow, there are people who are coming in who will create a bigger story than you. And you have to accept that you ought to lead people 
who will do more than you. Greater things shall they do than what you've done. The only way to create an environment for people to want to grow beyond you is for you to keep raising the lid of leadership. David Imaniti said two things to study, belief and leadership. You have to keep raising mm -hmm. the bar, keep raising the lid of leadership. The only way to do that is to stay hungry. How do you stay hungry? You almost have to work like you don't have anything at all. You gotta, you gotta yes. go back to identify with those. Jesus is powerful as he was, son of God, where did he leave? He leaves the right hand of the father to do what? And the word became flesh and what? Dwells amongst men. Why do you leave royalty? Why do you leave divine? Why do you leave comfort? Why do you leave the right hand of strength? And you come down for others and meet them at the level that they're unbroken, they're unshafted, they're sinful, they don't know where to go, they're doubtful, they're damned and they're going down you know, you know, the way of, of damnation. Why do you come? So that they can identify with you and they can now believe that they can go do greater things. So you gotta leave those throne rooms that are created by success or those pedestals that people put us up and you gotta come down so that the hungry can identify with you, you get hungry again. The thirsty can identify with you, you get thirsty again. The broken can identify with you because you act like you have, you do not have it. You don't, you have an accomplished all. And when they identify with you, when they touch with you, when they walk with you, when they see you down in the trenches again, that's when they get the belief to go do greater things. And that's where mm. I, I believe there's an explosion of success. David Amenitia said something with me, and I know we can go on here forever, but I'll tell you this. This is, this is what mm. I call a closing the curtain statement, he said to me. I said, Dave, I said, okay. why, why don't you go shoot another um, opportunity uh, video? I want to use it. He said, nah. He said, Luke, you'll get to realize that greatness in this industry is not so much who's behind the mic. Greatness in this industry wow. is who's behind the scenes, who has put many people behind the mic. He, he says, yeah. Luke, it, it's who's in the dark putting more people in the spotlight. He said, my time for being in the spotlight has gone. He said, now it's time for me to set you guys up. See when he said that to me? His money, his money mm -hmm. took off because that, that level of humility is why David Amonitier is the greatest networker in network marketing in my books that has ever lived mm -hmm. and accomplished the result at his age. You have to understand age and you have to understand years in the industry. You can't compare apples to mm. bananas. There's nobody, there yeah. is nobody documented who has created more six and seven figure earners in this space of time in the industry at his age ever before. And I'll tell you the one yeah. thing that I tell you stands out from all the rest, from David and Moniti, is his humility and his heart. Mm -hmm. Don't forget his heart. He's one of the most mm -hmm. giving men that I know. He treats people well. We don't talk negative about anybody. We love people. Mm -hmm. We love God. We serve people. That is yeah. how I knew I had the right mentor, and that's how I knew mm -hmm. I had the right philosophy to build in this in, and the rest, the rest, the rest is going to be history, as they say. We're going to impact one billion lives in this earth. One billion mm. people will be impacted by how to really believe. And I'm a part of Belief Nation. Mm. I'm going to be one of the leadership coaches there. And we are so excited for what we're about Amazing. to do all over the world. Leanne, um, I want to encourage you because what, you have mm. now created a platform that's going to take this information to the world. Uh, you have served in one sense me today. And my prayer for you is that you go to the next level in your belief and you go ahead and impact your millions uh, by what you're doing today. Yeah. I want to just encourage you and declare over your life that you will do greater things than I've ever done in this industry. God bless you. Thank you so much. That honestly means means so much. And that, that is the goal, I think. At first, I, I sort of jumped jumped into this expecting to make a little bit of money and that's it and then 
I actually kept this quiet because uh, I was in it. I've never done network marketing before. I actually got involved for the right. trading side, and um, I just see how how the community develops. Like it's like a, like it's like. I feel like throughout academy, through this academy, and people that have successful businesses within this academy, it's more of a cultural and family sort of um, culture, and how it's it's helping people and and how inspiring it is. Like people like you and David and Manita, who mm-hmm. I look up to massively, um, as well, and how um, it's actually impacting and changing people's lives. So that's that is actually took me about two or three weeks for me to actually go wow. all in um for me to say no I'm, I'm i'm doing this i'm building it and i'm impacting people's lives and that that is what made this podcast to, to give the value to everyone because there's like different there's different the mentors are like the high high figure and so david in the 80s um, level matt rose level jason brown level they all have, all have sort of different um different gift mm-hmm. as you say um but all the yes. same goal so I I I look up to all of them in a different way, like finding a, a spiritual side. So, um, and sort of believe believing, and then obviously Matt Rosa and, and Jason Brown, they're more based around work ethic and um, the like grinding and keep going and more motivating and and many other people. So yeah, it, it's it's privileged for you to send her that to me. That really means a lot because it sort of confirms to me that I'm doing the right thing over and over and over again. And I'm on the right path and, and purpose and to be in contact with people like you, it's just, it's a privilege. Um, and yeah, it's like, as you say, in a job, like I don't like if, in a job, you don't speak to the, to the top, top um, yeah. ever. And I think the fact, as you say, with humility, I think a lot of the, the top earners have exactly the same view as you. So I think, thank you very much for that. Luke. I do appreciate yes. that. Um, so I just want to ask you one, one more question. I think you've covered most of this, but if there's if that's one advice, um, what what if there's one thing that you could say to someone, um, so anyone that's listening who feels like they're in the valley of despair and sort of a no way out and their and their seed is not growing as you would say, what advice would you give them? I I, w- I would say, you know, where you are is a result of two things: the things you have known and the things you have practiced. Wherever you are, the things you have known and the things you have practiced. What you practice comes from what you know or what you fail to find out. I want you to hear what I'm saying because it's not the same. Where, what you practice comes from what you know or what you fail to find out. So many people make a lot of money, but they're not financially healthy. Why? They have failed to find yeah. out something about money. So they got the earning or the income yeah. part out down. They don't have the stewardship and the multiplication part down. So if what you have known or failed to find out and what you've practiced has gotten you there, I would press pause on everything that you've practiced and all the things that you have known. And I would say, mm-hmm. what have I failed to find out? And, and the first step is, yeah. who has a result that I know they are beyond me in the area that I want to grow. And now I will stop making it a failure to find out. I will humble myself and now go get the information that I need from the person who has the results beyond me. And I promise you, if you now put into practice what you had failed to find out, you will no longer be where you are, it would be where you were. Why? Because now you are practicing information from a mind that has gone beyond. When your heart has challenges, whether it's the ventricle or, or the arteries, right? And there's a blockage. What do they do? They bypass it. Sometimes they call it a triple or quadruple bypass. As a man thinketh, so is he. So your current result comes from how you think and what you practice. So sometimes you, even if it's your life, you have to bypass your own thoughts by Mm. taking counsel from somebody else. And with that bypass, you're going to be putting into practice knowledge from a mind that is developed beyond you. And what are you going to get? Different results to what you've been getting. 
That's what I'm going to say to you. Pick up mm-hmm. your head and understand that you can change today. Amazing. Wow. Amazing. Um, well, definitely, definitely value has been spread um, throughout this podcast um, episode. So, so grateful. Thank you so much for your time. Honestly, I appreciate it so much. Um, so that is the second episode, guys. Um, I hope there's enough value. There's more than enough value in there. I definitely know there is. Um, so next month, I'll be releasing the next one. Um, Luke, if you just want to drop your Instagram for the listeners, if they well, they want to follow you. and Yeah, get it's more just Luke Quamina. I know Quamina could be a, a difficult one to spell, but it's L-U-K-E-Q-U-A-M-I-N-A. It's just Luke Quamina. You'll find me there on Instagram. Thanks again, Leanne. It's been a privilege, okay. a pleasure. God bless you and continue impacting your world thank you so much and i'll just, just drop my instagram as well with where you'll find the actual episode it's leanne mcdowell underscore bti and um yeah tune in for the next episode um it'll be as powerful as this one and yeah there's we've been a lot of value dropped today so thank you again luke and we will connect okay again bye-bye soon. thanks again okay.